I don't care how much you care about communication. There are two parts of the conversation that no one is talking about. And they will affect the way you communicate. Hello, hello, it is Laura Pereca. Have you ever felt this way about someone you were listening to? If you were a song, I'd sing along till I had every note memorized. Have you ever wanted to be so close to someone in conversation that you could know what they were thinking? If you were a star, I'd follow you home. <laughs> you can't really follow a star home. But you know what I'm talking about, right? It could be your employees, your students, your friends and neighbors, or a loved one. And you wish that communication were easier. We all do. We all feel that agitation, that aggravation of not being able to understand simple conversation. Here's the reason. There are two parts of communication that no one is talking about. The first is what the other person means to say but can't articulate. The second is what you create in your own mind about their intentions. Maybe it's based on your past. Maybe it's based on the other interactions you've had with them. But you create a story in your mind about what's going on that's not necessarily what's really going on. You've heard me before tell you that you must think of the listener as the beloved, whether it's your client, customer, family, students, friends, employees. They are the beloved. That will help you to get a better understanding of where they're coming from and what's important to them, which helps with communication. But it's not enough. You can do all the studying on how to listen, be a better listener, how to be a better communicator, using the right words, articulating so perfectly, and you will still have trouble if you don't recognize these two parts of communication that sadly nobody's talking about. So let's talk about them, shall we? What they mean to say but can't articulate. This is very common because we are sentient beings. We are feeling and caring and loving beings who really aren't in control of our mind. Let's face it. How many times have you felt a struggle going on? Logically, you want to do this, but emotionally, you want to do that. And it's almost as if there are two people inside your head arguing over what you need to do next what you need to say, what you need to do. This happens to all of us. And if you study some brain-based research, you will find that the less left hemisphere of your mind and the right hemisphere have different strengths. <laughs> and they kind of do argue with each other sometimes. And when I say argue, I just mostly mean present different sides of a story so that you're left wondering, which way should I go? Where do I go? What do I do next? What do I say? Paying attention to what someone means instead of what they're articulating. Let me give you an example. The wife comes home and is in a bad mood and says to the husband, You don't bring me flowers anymore. And then he responds with, You don't sing me love songs. You hardly talk to me anymore. When I come through the door at the end of the day. 
I remember when, and they both remember when their spouse appeared to care more. What's a person really saying when they say, you don't bring me flowers? They're saying, usually, you don't care. I'm afraid that you don't care about me. I'm afraid that you don't treasure me anymore. That's what they're really saying. When a man says, you don't pay attention when I come to the door anymore, and guess what? He won't actually say those words usually. <laughs> if that's what he means, that's not what he'll say. And that's where the problem lies. We don't say what we mean. Why? Because often we can't articulate it. There's a feeling that comes up. We attach the feeling to something else and those words come out. Rather than really digging deep to say, what is this feeling representing? What is it that I really need to articulate? What must I say to get this feeling across? Now, it's even harder with that percentage of the population who is so out of touch with their emotions and their feelings that they really don't know and they let it bottle up until it comes out as a strong uh, yell or argument or, or they bottle it up and then they won't speak with you. These types of things happen not just at home but also on the job. Uh, employee to employee, boss to employee, client to employee, Customer, right? Customer to customer and then to employee. So these things are not limited to your personal life. However, if you grow yourself personally, it'll help you also on the job when you are working. Because nowadays, work and home life are really intertwined. They really are. There's really no separating the two. And the good news is, if you work on yourself personally, it'll help you professionally and vice versa. I remember going to college to become a teacher and the things I learned about child growth and development, I thought nobody should be able to be a parent without learning a lot of this stuff, particularly when I got my master's degree. The information we learned and the ability to apply it to children learning and to interacting with young children was invaluable. I thought nobody should be able to be a parent if they don't know this stuff. How many parents have you seen mistreating their children? How many times have you reflected on your childhood and thought about a time where an adult, an authority figure, or a parent really did not respond to you the right way? And it could have messed you up for life. These things happen, but we can get a hold of it to the best of our ability so we can understand what's going on when people talk to us. So what they mean to say but can't articulate. And then the other is, what you create in your own mind about their intentions. Someone might, uh, here's an example. A husband takes uh, thousands of dollars out of his wife's personal savings account. She could make up a story about this that goes along with whatever her fears are about the relationship. Let's say he has spent money before without asking from a joint account. And let's say he has squandered a lot of money. <laughs> that fear inside of her will have her make up enough stories about what his intentions are that there will not be clear communication. They will be unable to articulate back and forth what's really going on. He may be unable to say, I am embarrassed as a man that I cannot take care of you financially. Rather than confront that feeling, I will just 
head in the sand, dip into your savings account to spend on things, and then hopefully you won't even notice, which is ridiculous to think, right? It's not logical when people have these cover-ups for their emotions. I will just pretend that nothing happened and justify my actions when you bring it up. Now, logically, that doesn't make sense, but these things happen every day in everyday relationships. We don't access our true intentions and feelings, and then we spill it out on everyone else. It's kind of like a throwing up on other people, <laughs> right? We don't mean to, but that's what happens. So two things, what they mean to say but can't articulate, and you too, you are just as guilty as I, as anyone. We oftentimes just can't articulate what it is. So that's one. And the other thing is what you create in your mind about the other person's intentions based on your past, based on your fears, based on things that really have nothing to do with that conversation. What can you do? Well, I'm so glad you're here and I can share with you what you might want to do. So first, we recognize that this is a problem in communication. And the more we learn about listening and trying to be a good communicator and use I messages, or which I am totally against, don't, don't even get into, I feel this when you do that, um, that has been very inappropriately applied, let's say. Uh, but we do recognize that all the learning we can do on how to listen and, and how to, uh, even when I teach to love and treat, treat the other person as the beloved still doesn't get you far enough in conversation, right? You recognize this isn't just painful for them. This is painful for you. It has to be worked out. You must improve your communication. Well, I could teach you lots of processes. In the Better Relationship Guide, we have lots of little processes that you can use to help you in your ability to communicate more clearly and to understand what the other person is thinking. However, more importantly and deeper, if you want to go deeper and really understand and get rid of all this miscommunication, identify where you are out of alignment. You see, these kind of things don't just happen miraculously. We can say, why does this always happen to me, to me, to me? <laughs> because you need to turn, look in the mirror. I'm starting with the man in the mirror. <laughs> Remember that old Michael Jackson song? I'm asking him to change his ways. It's true. You need to look at yourself. Identify where are you out of alignment. This is where parenting is so good for us. It helps us to really grow and improve. And even as a classroom teacher, you grow yourself because you are faced with situations where you must identify where are you out of alignment. Get right with yourself and then you won't project that onto others. You won't create those kind of scenarios where someone's always cutting me off in traffic. Well, the only common denominator in all those instances is you. <laughs> you gotta face the facts. And similarly, in communication with others, having conversations and having these mix-ups occur, you gotta face what trends are happening, what kind of things are repeatedly happening, then you have to look at yourself. Where are you out of alignment? How can you teach or help someone else get better than you are, improve to a point that you haven't even improved? Work on yourself, pull people along, and help them with something you've already discovered and improved upon and been able to conquer. 
then it's easier to help them, right? The truth is everyone wants to communicate. They do, or they wouldn't be communicating. Even when someone doesn't open their mouth, they're communicating. When my mentor does not reply to two or three out of every four emails, he is communicating something to me. Now, I could say to myself, what he's communicating is, and make something up in my mind about his intentions. And that would be one of the two things we're talking about right now. Or it could be that what he means to say, he can't articulate. So instead, he will just do nothing. No reply. Right? So these two things are very, very much a part of even when it's non-communication, even when there isn't communication going on. Now, finally, as far as this process goes of me helping people to get through these types of, of uh, communication blocks is to know your truth. Examine your journey. How can you explain it to others? How can you make your own workable process if you haven't reflected on your practice. As a teacher, reflect on your practice. As an administrator or a boss or a team leader, reflect on your practice and that will help you with dealing with others. Do you want homework? If so, get a pen and paper out because you know journaling is so good for you and jot down the times in recent the recent past that you have had a miscommunication with someone and really look at it. Look at what could be the unspoken pain of that person. Go deep, right? What could be unspoken? What could be their pain? What emotion is underneath this miscommunication? Could it be that they cannot articulate what they really mean? And then secondly, what story could you be making up? If it were a perfect world and you were responding to them honestly, sincerely, from your gut, from your heart, what might you say? And start with this sentence. When you do such and such, or when you say such and such, the story I make up is, and then complete that sentence with whatever your thoughts are on it. For example, with the husband who spends his wife's uh, personal savings, thousands of dollars, uh, she may say to him, honey, when you take money out of my personal savings without asking me or even telling me and then justify it that it is half yours anyway when I ask you about it, the story I make up is and fill in the blank with what you're really feeling, what you think that means. Because odds are, it's not really what it means. Now, could it be? Yes. That's where, that's where discernment comes in. But if you're not even analyzing or looking at this whole thing, or more deeply connecting the emotion with the logic, if you're trying to connect the emotion, get into that emotion of what's really going on, then, my friend, you will be better at communicating. You'll be better, stronger, and more capable. Because after all, don't you, I want to live in a world, don't you, a world of people that communicate, connect, and empower others. Talk to you again soon. Bye-bye. Hey, do your homework. <laughs> Bye.